The police claims were inaccurate and the case was neglected and mishandled. Previously on Serial. I think like the odds of you getting the charming sociopath, you're just not that lucky. So, but with, with Jay, it was more so kind of like, I don't know, in my mind, I was kind of like, maybe the police are putting him up to this. I said, what was your involvement? Were you involved? And he said, no. Before, you stated that you'd be willing to take us out and show us where the vehicle's parked. No problem. Uh, are you still willing to do that? Yes. This is a Global Telling prepaid call from Adnan Sayed. An inmate at the Maryland Correctional Facility. This call will be recorded and monitored. We've been investigating a new suspect. From This American Life in WBEZ, Georgia, it's Extra. One story told week by week. I'm Carly Candle, joined by Kayla Jones, Robin Seals, Stan Ruiz, and Jimena Nassar. I wanted to know... Why were the police so negligent towards the case? Why were they so quick to accuse Adnan Syed, given all the other involvers of the case? And why was there not more investigation towards the witnesses? I see where you're coming from with that question. I feel like there were so many questions unanswered. For starters, the timeline of the murder doesn't make sense. But why was it not questioned more by the jury and investigators? And why was a mass serial killer, Ronald Lee Moore, who was literally known for targeting, targeting young Asian women and was released from sentence a week prior to Hayes' murder and not even a suspect on the list? For a little bit more context on Ronald Lee Moore, was an American rapist, murderer, and suspect serial killer. After serving his first sentence for murdering a young Korean woman, he was only released two weeks before her murder. What else is extremely coincidental is that the first girl he killed was murdered and strangled in the same way Hay was found. So our biggest question is, why wasn't this guy even a suspect? Why is no one to think to question him? To start off, let's make one thing clear. We're not 100% sure about Anand's innocence, but we all agree that the way it was described by Jay doesn't make sense. We all agree that the case was underworked and that Anand was unfairly targeted. Okay, while we think it's sketchy that Robert Lee Moore wasn't investigated given the timing, there really wasn't a ton of proof to prove he was involved. So for now, we're going to drop it. But one thing we know for sure is that Jay's story doesn't make sense. To start off, we were going to focus on the inaccuracies of Jay's story. To start, at the location of Hayes' car. According to the official story on February 28, 1999, Jay led to the police case car in a grassy lot behind 300 Edgewood Street. According to the write-up quote, Syed then removed the body of Hay Min Lee and buried same in a shallow grave. Wilds then followed Syed to several locations where Syed was to park the victim's car. The victim's auto was then parked in a rare valley of 600 Edgewood Street in southwest Baltimore. Now, according to the original timeline, Hayes' car would have had to have been parked at this location for about six weeks on top of grass in the snow. But in the photos taken of the car, don't make sense. 
In the pictures, the grass under the car is perfectly green and living. It's literally the prime of the winter. There's literally a blizzard snowstorm going on and somehow the car is in perfect condition. The car is not a single scratch. The windows are literally spotless and we're still trying to figure out how the grass under the car is perfectly green underneath. Yeah, so for a little more clarification, the car supposedly was stationary in this spot unmoved for six weeks. In the photo, in the car is next to Hayes' car, the grass is dead underneath from being in the spot for so long. But somehow, the grass underneath Hayes' car is full health thriving. See, to us, this doesn't make sense at all and leads us to believe that either Jay is covering up for someone, framing Adnan, or move the car. But whatever it may be, this car has not been in this position for six weeks. It's just one of the many parts of Jay's story that doesn't make sense. While we could go on about this for literally hours, we're only gonna focus on one other part. The statement Jay made that was hay was folded up in the trunk of Adnan's car like a pretzel. Jay said, because it's not something you forget, where you were when you saw a dead body in the trunk of a car. So there's this thing called liver mortis. It basically happens when dead bodies are set into place and not moved for eight to 12 hours after death. It's the gravitational pulling of blood to the lower dependent areas resulting in red or purple coloration. So it happens pretty slowly. It actually takes eight to 10 hours for the blood to fully set. If you're in one position for the full eight to 12 hours, then you would have what they call full fixed lividity, which means the blood didn't move around at any point for those eight to 10 hours after you died. If a body is moved during those eight to 10 hours, you can almost track exactly how it was moved because say you die laying on your back. So that blood starts to pool and begins to settle there. But then someone comes and moves you to your right side. The blood will flow to the path of gravity and then will start to pool again on the right side. But not all of it will go because some of it has already settled too much on your back. Kind of like when you pour paint on a piece of paper and then tip the paper from side to side to make the paint run. Right. So the pattern of blood on someone's body can tell you what position they were in after death and whether or not they stayed like that for 8 to 10 hours or if they were moved during that time. If you remember from Serial, the story Jay tells us is that Anon killed Hay between 2.30 and 3. Then he puts her in a trunk, which means she would have been penciled up somehow, like either one of her sides or maybe her back, but definitely balled up to fit in that trunk. Then he takes her out of the trunk and buries her sometime between 7 and 7.30. That means for up to five hours, Hay would have been in the trunk and liver mortis would have started to set in in whatever position she was in, in that trunk. They would have pulled her out, placed her near that log where she was found, and she was placed on the ground. When they found her, she was on her right side. So no matter how she was kept in that trunk, we should be seeing signs of liver mortis on the right side of her body. But that's not what the findings showed. Have had a full fixed lividity on the front of her body. That purple-ish red color was pressed on her face, her chest, her stomach, and her front of the legs. From the way her blood blood pool that we know for a fact that she was laying completely face down for eight to ten hours after death so according to jay's story she was never on her stomach and there's no way she could have fit in the trunk of the car fully face down there's just no way she could have fit so somehow she was being held somewhere for eight to twelve hours flat on her stomach for full liver mortis to be set so the real question is where was she for these 8 to 12 hours while it was setting and who had her body at this time? So because of the inaccuracies presented in Jay's story, this leads us to believe that Adnan is innocent. From all our research, 
conducted, we believe that there was a third party person who murdered Heyman Lee, and somehow Jay was associated in covering it up. Yeah, so for one thing, we don't necessarily believe that Jay participated in the act of murdering Hay. We just don't see the motive. And while his story doesn't make a ton of sense, it makes enough sense where some parts of his story could be possible. From Sarah Koenig's quote, the story Jay told police had problems because it kept changing from telling to telling, which is completely true. So because of that issues with his story and how it kept changing, Jay's testimony in court should have been invalidated. So it's not Jay because there just isn't enough of a motive. It's not unknown or at least not in the way Jay described. Don, the current boyfriend of Hay at the time, the motive also just isn't there. So who or why is Jay covering up for a third party? So this might be a stretch, but this is our theory. Jay's a drug dealer, an outcast. He was lower class, low income, and already having trouble with the law, and lived in Baltimore, which is the heart of gang-related crimes. The crimes are usually clustered in drug territories and mostly affect people involved in drug dealing which is literally Jay's life choice and career, and is particularly surrounding narcotics and rival gangs. Sandtown, Winchester, Baltimore is one of West Baltimore's most blighted and problematic communities. So basically what we're saying is the chances of Jay being somehow involved in gang activity could be very likely. Exactly. Whether he saw joining a gang as an outlet to better himself or his family, I just think it would have fit the storyline and he would have thought it would be convenient to have this group of people protecting him and this would provide him with friends, which was something he was lacking at school. So imagine this. Jay is upset, but while he doesn't have the anger in him to kill Hay, he is very aggressive with his words. So he is telling his friends about how Anon is getting super close with Stephanie. Jay is getting jealous. I don't know, and maybe he is joking around and saying things, and none of his friends is, are thinking, oh, let me handle this for you. Yeah, so this really could have been a planned thing by the group of people Jay was surrounding himself with. This would point the finger at a lot of different people, and no one would ever suspect this third-party person. Exactly, and this would also explain the reasoning of Jay's story changing and him trying to protect people. And what if the plan all along was to do this to torture Adnan, mess with him, and then set him up to frame him as the murderer? All because of Jay was jealous of how Anand was so close with his girlfriend Stephanie. So for payback, Jay and his friends planned the attack to kill Hay and sabotage Anand's life. All because of some silly high school jealousy. Could we be stretching it? I don't know. But that would explain some of the things wrong with Jay's story, such as where the body could have been, in someone's basement or house, the car, a gang member could have hotwired it. And since it would be gang related, there would be so many people involved that the police wouldn't be able to figure anything out. The group of people, including Jay, plan how to frame Adnan. And on the particular day where they knew he wouldn't, Hay wouldn't be with him, on a day where they knew Adnan would need a ride and such, and purposely frame this innocent man. Maybe it's a stretch, I don't know. But we know for sure that Jay's timeline on account of Adnan doing it doesn't make sense. And we are- <laughs> Adnan didn't do it. <laughs>